We are bringing back the Lombardi Trophy to Philadelphia. The greatest fans of the world have their Super Bowl. Welcome back to the British Eagles podcast in association with Passion Avenue. I'm your host, Anthony Bullock, and we've got two guests on the show for you today. First up, we have Gina Lewis. Gina is the self-proclaimed biggest Eagles fan alive, according to a Twitter bio, and she's also the creator of Chasing Nation, an Eagles nation worldwide on Facebook. She is, of course, Billboard Girl. If you don't know that story, go check it out, but we do touch on it on the interview. And during a recent visit to Passion Avenue, I caught up with owner JP, we took a trip down to the Nick Foles bar, sat near the Nick Foles shrine and talked to cheesesteak and eagles. Before we get into those interviews, quick reminder, touchdown trips are still taking inquiries for the British Eagles trip to Philly for the week five game against the Jets. It's not too late to get booked on, so have a chat with them to talk about getting yourselves out there for the game. And fantasy football is upon us. The British Eagles fantasy football leagues will be opening soon. Prices are currently making their way across the Atlantic. Last year we had Jason Kelsey and Nelson Aguilar sign balls and this year we're hoping the prizes are just as good, if not better. So keep an eye out on our social media channels for the Fantasy Leagues going live. So Gina, thank you very much for joining us on the British Eagles podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So during the intro, I said that you were the creator of Chasing Eagles Nation. But before we get into that, you've got a really interesting story as you were born, raised and still live in New England, yet you're an Eagles fan. So talk us through that. Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. Um, I was born here, yes, in Massachusetts. I'm about two hours away from Gillette Stadium, where the Patriots play. Um I had a newborn son. He was very restless. He never slept. This was, you know, 17 years ago. Uh, he fell asleep on me one day, and I was not a football fan at the time. Uh, I actually was more of a basketball fan. And um, I was going to switch the television because football came on, and I noticed that the remote control was um, it was not close to me. So I did not want to get up, grab the remote control, and risk waking the baby up. So I just left it on. And it was an Eagles game, and I really enjoyed it. I, I watched a few more, you know, after that, and I've just been a fan since. Do you remember which game it was and which players were playing? Um, I don't remember exactly who they were playing, but I know it was Donovan McNabb that really caught my eye. And um, interestingly enough, to go with that story as well, the baby that fell asleep on me, his name is Donovan. And everybody thinks that I'm, like, I named him Donovan because I'm a fan, and it, it's actually the opposite. He's someone that made me a fan. Well, it sounds it's like it was written in the stars right? for you to become an Eagles fan from, from all the way from New England. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you've set up Chasing Eagles Nation. How did that come about? Why have you started that? Okay, so that came about after the Super Bowl billboard that I, I put up here in uh, Massachusetts, if, if you're aware of that. Um, that was last summer. Just for the, the listeners who aren't aware of what you did after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, um, can you just tell the story for us? Because it, it's brilliant. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, it's a funny story, and a, and a lot of people forget, or you know, some of them around here purposely leave out the fact that it was actually a Patriot fan um, that was a coworker of mine at the time that had made a silly bet with me. You know, we were talking about Twitter and how it worked, and um, he just made a bet with me about retweets and likes. And he said, "Okay, you know, if if you can get uh, 4,100 
likes and, and 3,300 retweets, um, I'll put up an Eagles billboard. You know, you can put, you can put any Eagles picture that you want and put it on a billboard. Um, you know, I'm sure he was thinking around here in rural New England. Um, so it was just a contest that kind of took off, and I put it on Twitter. And I was pretty new on Twitter at the time, but, you know, a few people that had a lot of followers caught wind of it and retweeted it, and it just it broke out. I mean, I think I had the numbers that I did within a couple hours. And it continued to go from there. Um so after he knew that I had won the bet, uh, I had a lot of people reaching out to me saying, well, you can't keep this billboard, you know, in New England away from everybody. You should try to get it closer to Boston if you can. So I reached out. Oh, wow. I had a lot of no's, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, a lot of people not returning my phone calls, hanging up on me. But I finally found a place, and it was on the same road leading to Gillette Stadium. Um, it was pretty. It was pretty amazing, and uh, we we put up the billboard. Originally, we wanted to do a picture of the uh, strip sack fumble, but uh, we were told that we couldn't because of legal purposes. So we had an artist create the image, um, which Eagles fans clearly you know know what it means. We had Jason Kelsey in the middle with um, the dog mask on and his mummer's outfit. We had um, we used the score for the numbers, so we had Nick Foles wearing a 41, catching you know the Lombardi Trophy, symbolizing the uh, Philly Special, and then we also had the side where it was clearly Tom Brady wearing a 33 um, with uh, Brandon Graham. I'm sorry, I'm still on my first cup of coffee <laughs> in his trip. So it was pretty interesting. Um, it went viral pretty quickly. And I had a lot of people reaching out to me, you know, that wanted to tell their story. They thought it was interesting that I was born and raised there and that I was an Eagle fan. And um, they were just, they were all reaching out to me. And I found out that we had fans all over the world. And they had, you know, some great stories to tell as to how they became fans. And it was Chasing Eagles Nation kind of spun off from there because I thought to myself, you know, I know what it feels like to feel like an outsider sometimes. And I just, we have all these people around the world that make our, our away games feel like home that, you know, root for our team and support them. And I want to recognize them and I want to thank them, you know, and highlight them if I can in any way. Um, and that's kind of how we started the project. So what's the aim and the vision for Chasing Eagles Nation? So my vision I would love ultimately for it to be um, video segments, maybe, and, the, and you know, with an and with a news outlet in the Philly area. I mean, I would love eventually maybe for the Eagles to even pick up on it. But um, where instead of just the blogs that I'm just starting out, I'm just learning how to do all this. You know, I'm a registered nurse. This isn't my field at all, <laughs> but I'm learning. Um, I would love to someday be able to do video highlights, you know, and and have the local news show them, or you know, be able to interview people from Philly or maybe even travel and interview fans that live, you know, around the world and be able to show them um, in a forum somewhere in Philly. Now, we were just talking just before we hit record that you're a season ticket holder for the first time this year, which you're really looking forward to. But for the past few years, you've been going to um, single games and, and um, we obviously want to explore 
the, the do's and don'ts of why you're out in Philly. So there's a group of us coming across from the UK to to Philly. Um, many of people, it's going to be their first uh, game in Philadelphia. For others, it's been about you know 10, 12, 14 years since they were out there. So let's just explore what, what are the do's and don'ts for being in Philly. Oh, well, I, I don't know how much of a help I will be there because I'm still in that forest mode myself. But um, what I have found is... Um, if you if you can avoid driving, don't drive. Obviously, that can be a headache. I still get lost everywhere that I go. Um, I usually stay in South Jersey, which is like right over the bridge, which is a ten maybe a fifteen minute ride, you know, depending on traffic to the link. Um, there's a lot of restaurants and places there to eat. There's a great mall. I stay in Cherry Hill. There's um, I stay at the same place every time I go down there. Very inexpensive. Very nice. Um, I don't like driving over the bridges. That's probably my biggest thing, but I'm getting used to it. Um, as far as, like, in Philly, honestly, I haven't explored it a lot. You know, I, I've been to the link. I've been, you know, to some areas around the link. Um, they have Xfinity Live. They have Chickies and Pete's. Um, as a tourist, I did try Gino's cheesesteak, as most of us do. Um, I've tried a few of them that, you know, I, I've come across on, on the streets that we travel down. The two biggest ones that are recommended, I haven't tried yet. Um, I know people say Gins and Galisandros are probably the two best ones. Um, I've heard a lot of referrals to Reading Terminal Market for places to eat in Philly. I haven't tried that yet. I was actually going to try that this year when I go down. Um, what else? I don't know. I don't have a lot to offer about the city, unfortunately, because I'm not super familiar with it myself. No, that's interesting because we're going to be tourists when, when we go there. So it's interesting to hear from another tourist who, yeah. who's doing the trips. But what about game day? What is it you do on game day in terms of tailgating? So game day, I mean, we, we stay in South Jersey. So we definitely get to the games, you know, a couple hours ahead of time. It'll be a little different this year because um, I know that there's season ticket holders. I have um, the option to have a lot, you know, that I can park in myself, which make it a little bit easier. But when you arrive to the link, there's tailgates all around you. And everybody is so friendly. They're welcoming. I mean, I've, I've never had a problem. People just invite you right over. Um, so I'm always there at least a couple hours ahead of time. It's my understanding people get there very early, though. You can get there in the morning, I'm sure, on game day. I've seen people say. Um, and we just, yeah, I mean, we just hang out, have something to eat and drink, you know, go into the stadium when they allow us to. But they're very friendly. It's a great atmosphere. And um, that's what I learned as an Eagle fan is every Eagles, Eagle fan should definitely try to get to a home game and explore the link because the feeling that you have there, I mean, you can go to the away games. I've been to them. I've been to them here at the West Stadium. But there's just nothing like that feeling of being at the link. Like, it's, it's a family feeling. The vibe is just amazing. And honestly explaining it does it no justice until you feel it so it's just something that i think everybody should try to experience i think those fans who are heading out there in october to the jets game are uh, after listening to that i counted down the day days even more to to get out there oh it's amazing and and i'll also say i have um with the chasing eagles nation i have a if, if any of your um Members have Facebook. I have a, a group that we created called Eagles Nation Worldwide, and it's specifically, you know, we, we love fans from everywhere. 
there's a, a huge base of fans in that group that are from the area, and they are great resources, you know, for where to eat, for where to stay. I reach out to them myself all the time. They give me advice on things. Um, so it's it's not your average Facebook group. It's very family oriented. It, it doesn't you know bring a lot of the drama as many of them do. Um, so I invite all of you that have Facebook to come join us there. Um, it will be a great outlet and resources for you before your trip. I, I can guarantee that. Excellent. We'll be checking that out. Now, I want to talk about you've got a five-hour round trip to each Eagles game. What is it? Are you listening to any Eagles podcasts in the car? What What does the car journey entail? Oh, that's almost five hours one way, actually. <laughs> so it's like a 10-hour trip. Oh, wow. Okay. Round trip. Yeah. Um, you know what? Honestly, it's, we don't. It's just we don't get a lot of it here, and that's the problem with living up here. It's usually just my son and I, and we'll usually just you know chat the whole way down, or we'll just kind of turn into the local stations that do talk about the Eagles the closer that we get to Philly. But it's a lot of just, you know, my son and I talking. We're, we're pretty excited. And, and even though it's almost a five-hour drive, it goes by really quickly. And it's just – it's nice because it's something that we look forward to, especially with them getting older now. It's kind of something that every year we know that we're going to get to spend some time together for the weekend and, and make that drive down. And we really just spend a lot of that time just, just talking about everything. Are there any home games you're looking forward to in particular this year? Definitely looking to the home opener. Always looking forward to when we play the Patriots in regular season. Um, we need those bragging rights back. You know, they, they were pretty quiet around here after we won the Super Bowl, but they've been chatting again since they've won. So I'm definitely looking forward to that game. Um, divisional games are always great as well. Just thinking about you living in New England. Now, if you've been an Eagles fan for about 16 years, it would have been just before... The Eagles reached the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots back in February 2005. Is that right? That is right. So it's been a long that 16 years living in New old. England as an yeah. Eagles fan. 21-24, I'll never forget that. Yeah, it, it has been. It definitely has been. Um, we need a tiebreaker. That's what I tell all of them around here. We need a tiebreaker. You know, we both won one. So it would be great to kind of meet again and settle that score. Do you think that could happen this season? I think it could. I'm very excited, actually, about this season. I think that we filled a lot of our holes. I'm, I'm, I have a very complete feeling about our team going into this season, and I'm very optimistic about it. What What were some of the moves that most excited you? Oh, boy. There's a lot of them, actually. <laughs> um, I'm very happy that we improved our backfield, and we have uh, – Howard and we dressed in Miles Sanders, you know, and hopefully Clement's going to be healthy again. Um, I'm very excited to get Wisniewski back because now I feel better about Brooks's rehab. You know, I feel like he can kind of take more time if he needs it. Um, extremely happy that we got Zach Brown with Hicks being gone. The return of Curry and Jernigan make me extremely happy. Um, I, I'm just feeling more complete. I feel like, okay, if everybody can stay healthy and we have these holes filled that, you know, I have a really good feeling. Well, of interest, just a random thought. What uh, Eagles merchandise do you have? Do you walk around New England wearing different jerseys? Oh, God. It's actually very funny because all year long, I have most of my wardrobe is probably Eagles-related. Constantly wearing Eagles jerseys. I have 
you know, the stickers all over my car. People know my vehicle around here. Um, they know that I'm a big fan, actually. Um, interestingly enough, I, I have found some other fans in the area, brought a lot of people together, and there's actually an Eagles bar in Boston, closer to Gillette, um, lines around the corner on game day. There's actually a really big fan base, bigger than a lot of people think up here in New England. All right, okay, so you're not alone uh, repping the, the Midnight Green over there then? No, I mean, in my area, like, there's not a lot of us, on, you know, a little bit more since the Super Bowl, which isn't surprising. Um, but in all of New England and closer to the city where a lot of them gather on game day, I think there's probably a lot more than people think. I'm more western of western mass, so I'm a couple hours, you know, west of Boston. But closer to that area, there actually are more fans than I thought there were. There's actually another uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans of Boston. They have their own Facebook group as well. Um, so it's pretty cool. Fantastic. So there that's are Eagles that, absolutely everywhere, even around the uh, rival team stadiums. There really are. I have to check out that bar this season because the owner reached out to me and he said on game day, I mean, it's packed. There's lines around the corner. And, you know, sadly, they even have to turn some people away sometimes. So, Jeannie, you've mentioned the Facebook group that people can be involved with, the Chasing Eagles Nation. How else can people get in touch with you? What's the website and the, the Twitter and the other social medias? Okay, yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, Eagles Nation Worldwide is my group on Facebook. Um, I created that with two partners that are big fans as well. And we have, like I said, we have amazing people in that group. I have formed some very strong relationships. Um, and they will be a great resource for you guys, too, um, prior to your trip here. Uh, Gina Marie 0125 on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, anybody can also reach me, you know, through there. And we also, I, I created a Chasing Eagles Nation on Twitter as well. It's fairly new, trying to get that out there. Um, that's at Chasing Nation on Twitter. Um, going to be putting a little bit more time into the project, you know, trying to get it out there more visible. I, I'm doing, I have another idea where, um, on top of the fan interviews. I'm going to create something called uh, Chasing Eagles Nation Players Edition, where I'm going to in, you know, interview, you know, present and past Eagles players as well. So I'm hopeful that that might take off and, you know, get some great feedback. Excellent. Sounds like exciting times for you with Chasing Nation. Gina, thank you so much for joining us on the British Eagles podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. So the project Gina's running to run Eagles Nation worldwide, it sounds absolutely incredible. We're going to find out just who those Eagles fans are across the world. I can't wait to see that develop and the fans come along. So thank you to Gina for coming on the podcast. Then next up, we spoke to JP. JP, thank you for coming back onto the British Eagles podcast. Great to be here, Anthony. Thanks for coming to Pass Young. So a lot's changed since you were last on the podcast. Talk to us about the, uh, the new place down at Stratford. Yeah, the business is growing. Um, you know, customer response has been great to the business, and we're very grateful for that. And we're very grateful for the support of people like you uh, in spreading the word and, and the, the the gospel of Philadelphia. And uh, yeah, in, in mid December, we launched our second location, which is part of uh, a, a gradual expansion throughout the city and, and the rest of the country, and hopefully Europe. Um, and our second location is in Westfield, Stratford, uh, East London. Uh, adjacent to the Olympic site, one of the busiest shopping centers in the country. 
it's a different iteration of the brand, uh, but it was important that we thought that, uh, that we demonstrated we could operate uh, the brand both in terms of our, our flagship facility, which is the, the dive bar that everyone knows and loves, uh, as well as quick service retail because we think there's great opportunities for scaling the business in the quick, quick serve retail space. And our Westfield Stratford location is our first attempt to do that, and hopefully there'll be many more after that. How's uh, Westfield going for you so far? Yeah, it's going great. I mean, uh, obviously, we're, we're, we're still a relatively new and young brand uh, in the city. So people are, are still trying to figure out what we're all about, even though we've got some really good publicity recently around the brand and, um, you know, finally getting some credit for, for what we do because what we do isn't easy. And, and I know we make it look easy and we do a good job of it. But, uh, yeah, it, it, the, the, response has been, uh, the response has been very good so far. Um, you know, it's great to finally be uh, in a, in a, in, uh, working with a, one of the na- nation's biggest landlords, um, I think that validates the brand a little bit, that the brand has been accepted by one of the nation's biggest landlords. And it's good to be around other really big brands. It's a real good challenge for our brand to try and compete with some of the bigger retail brands that, that uh, consumers are, are more used to seeing. And then they see Passionk Avenue um, you know, adjacent to some of these brands. And um, it, it's a really big opportunity for us, a big challenge for us. But um, we're going at it full steam, and uh, the response has been very positive so far. You mentioned expansion, not just in London, but across the UK and Europe as well. Now, before we get on to, to Europe, let's talk yeah. about the UK. We've got a lot of listeners across the UK, particularly up north. How long before we're, we're seeing one up in Manchester or Leeds or Scotland for our Scottish listeners? Yeah, well, we're, we're looking at some uh, looking at some sites um, across the north of the country. Uh, you know, Manchester in particular right now um, is one of our targets. Uh, we have a great crew of investors behind the business, which is, which is great. They're very supportive uh, of our plans. They're very supportive of our uh, goals to expand across the country and to, into major cities in Europe. Um, we'd like to open another site in London uh, before the end of this year and then look in, uh, in the next year to maybe expanding outside of London, and, 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 and we could be heading north at that point. So, you know, soon, but not super soon, probably, the, probably next year sometime. So watch this space. Watch this space. We'll keep everyone posted. But, uh, but yeah, just uh, keep supporting us in our existing sites. Uh, keep, keep, uh, you know, keep saying good things about us. Uh, keep enjoying us. And we'll figure out a way to get, near, get, get, get to a town near you soon. You, you talked about the importance of the brand. People can rep the brand with the items from the merchandise. Talk to us about the, the T-shirts and everything else you've got on there for sale. Yeah. You know, one of the things about our brand is that people develop rather emotional connection to it quite quickly, um, which is great because there's a lot of emotion behind the reason, um, you know, we launched the business anyway, to share something very special to us, something very personal to us. And the fact that um, our customers reacting in, in such an emotional and positive way has been, um, has been very encouraging to us. And what we wanted to do was give our customers an opportunity to share in the brand and promoting the brand. Um, so we've developed uh, a range of uh, merchandise, T-shirts, and some other things that are accessible via our web store. Um, just jump onto our website, passiank.co.uk, uh, uh, visit our store, and you can choose from a, a range of shirts. Uh, you can choose the shirts that our servers wear in our restaurants. Uh, you can also choose some other shirts. And it's, it's, it's a great way for us to um, expand the brand and give our uh, customers an opportunity to participate in helping us promote it. For those listeners who perhaps don't live 
close enough to London to come and visit Passion Avenue. Talk to us about the facility here, the, the ambiance, the Nick Foles bar, everything. Right, so the flagship facility, uh, which we launched over a year ago now, and it's in the middle of central London, a neighborhood called Fitzrovia in the West End. This was meant to be a full explanation of the brand's values. This was meant to be like stepping into a dive bar in the middle of South Philadelphia, the kinds of places we sort of, you know, grew up hanging out in. And it was meant to just transport our customers, uh, you know, immediately upon entering uh, to South Philly and make them feel, you know, what you would feel if you, if you step into one of these little South Philly neighborhood taverns, um, both everything from the menu to the way our staff engages you, to, uh, you know, to what you see on the walls, to what you see on the TVs. And it's meant to be this really comfortable, unpretentious place where you can relax with friends, uh, where you can hang out, where you can enjoy really honest, authentic, regional American food, uh, and where you can, if you are so inclined, uh, you know, spare, a, spare, a, spare a moment of thought for Nick Foles and our Nick Foles bar, our patron saint, Nick, um, who, uh, when he won the Super Bowl for us, we thought we had to do something special for him. So we took the whole lower ground floor uh, portion of our restaurant and uh, and dedicated it to Nick Foles. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a part man cave, part Nick Foles shrine. But it's a great place to hang out, particularly uh, in the evenings and on the weekends. It gets a good crowd, good vibe. Um, so it's a it's a really unique space. There's probably not anything like it in 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 the rest of London, or maybe in the rest of the country, or all of Europe. And um, and I think because of that, uh, the customers have reacted really, really positively to it. And, and um, we, see it, we have a lot of loyalists who come back, those who live in London and those who live even further afield. You said you wanted that authentic feeling. Thousands of fans came across from Philadelphia for the Eagles-Jags game in October. What was the feedback like from them? Was it for them like they were back home? Yeah, short answer, Yes. And I'll tell you, for, for those of us who have been working on this concept for years now, um, it was really, really gratifying to see people come from Philly who would know exactly what it was we were trying to do uh, and show the amount of appreciation they showed for the concept. Uh, you know, it was almost emotional for a lot of us who have been working this, working this idea and this concept for a long time. You know, we believed, um, and we, whilst we were toiling in obscurity, uh, wondering if anyone would ever care uh, whether whether anyone would ever come, um, you know, to see people from Philadelphia come and be, you know, bowled over uh, by what we've done here and uh, to show the level of appreciation they've shown and continue to show for us. The support we get back in Philly is tremendous. I mean, every week a different parcel shows up from Philadelphia <laughs> with some stuff in it that, uh, that, that people from Philly want us to hang on the walls. And, and I'll tell you, this hasn't been an easy road for us. This is pushing a boulder uphill. This is a concept that no one really knows anything about or understands, a city that, sadly, no one here really knows anything about or understands. And to have that level of support back home really uh, fortifies us. And um, it, was, it was just a really, really encouraging experience for us when the people from Philly came and, and, and loved what we were doing and really validated it. You closed the street for the Eagles-Jags game. You're going to close the street again for July the 4th? Yeah, that's the goal. We want to close the street again. The council um, is generally very supportive of, of our uh, street party initiatives. Uh, we pulled the first one off uh, without too much, uh, too much discord, uh, and we're still you know, on speaking terms with our neighbors. Uh, so the council is largely supportive of, uh, of our idea to close the street again. And really, this was founded in um, uh, last July 4th. We had been open for about 
three or four months at that point, and the place was just heaving all day, and we just couldn't. We were turning people away, and uh, we, you know, we thought we don't want to do that again this year. We want people if they want to experience our brand, we want to give them an opportunity to experience our brand. And well, we're not going to be able to make the restaurant bigger, so why don't we just take over the street? Uh, and so, yeah, the plan is to take over the street again. Um, we've got uh, looks like we've got a couple of really good corporate sponsors behind it as well um, this year. And um, it should be a great party where, you know, for at least one day we'll annex a street in central London on behalf of the city of Philadelphia and throw a big Independence Day party. That sounds amazing. Uh, if people are coming in and the usual thing they order, like me, is the Philly cheesesteak and they want to try something different, what, what would you recommend them try? Well, there's, there's, there's. I'm a big, free, big fan of the buffalo wings. I eat the buffalo wings constantly, probably too much. But uh, if you're not going for the cheesesteak, uh, I would recommend going, going in the direction of a chicken parm or meatball parm. It's just classic Italian American fusion kind of dish. It's really popular in South Philly. Uh, of course, the hoagies are amazing. The Italian hoagie is one of my favorites. The best part about the Italian hoagie is when you're done eating it, your hands smell like Italian hoagie the rest of the day. Uh, so you have this delightful reminder that you enjoyed an Italian, Italian hoagie early in the day. So there's lots of amazing things on the menu. Uh, you really can't go wrong. Uh, but, uh, you know, in a pinch, buffalo wings, chicken parm, great, great sandwiches. Let's move away from Paso and Calvinu. Let's start talking about the Eagles. They've had a, a busy offseason with free agency, the draft, and trades. What have you been your overall thoughts on the moves that the team has made? Well, I think that um, what we're seeing with the Eagles is, is an attempt to – I mean, they're focusing on important areas, the offensive line and the defensive line. Um, they, uh, I think they're trying to make both the offensive line and the defensive line a bit younger um, that we've seen in the draft, uh, drafting in some younger kids, uh, developing some of the kids they already have in the organization uh, because they understand, I think, rightly from the Super Bowl year that the team that controls the line of scrimmage um, is the team that has the best chance of going deep into the playoffs and controlling games and winning games late in the season. Um, so I think we're seeing a bit of a, 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 a reboot of the offensive and defensive lines. I think it's one of the reasons why why um, Chris Long retired and why the Eagles moved on uh, moved on from, from Chris Long. I mean, I still think he had a role to play on the team, but he wasn't going to play as much as he wanted to play, and that was because the Eagles, I think, were really intent on developing some of the younger players to backfill some of the older guys they have on the line. So I think they're rightly focusing um, on those two, two critical areas, the offensive and defensive lines, to reboot them, to make them younger, uh, develop some of the talent in their organization. Uh, and I think that bodes well for the future. Uh, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. I think you need a solid offensive line uh, to protect your franchise quarterback. Um, and, uh, you know, p- particularly given the health issues that uh, that Carson has had, uh, you need a solid offensive line. And, 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 and last year teaches us we need to be able to run the ball a bit better. Uh, and I think we've made some progress uh, both uh, largely through the draft um, in, in bringing in some, some guys who might help us run the ball a bit more effectively this year. Um, so I, you know, I think in general, you know, the Eagles are, um, are 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 headed in the right direction. A lot depends on um, candidly the play, the quarterback play, and uh, and how Carson's going to come back from from injuries. He hasn't played a full season now in two years. Uh, we need him to come back. We need him to, to play healthy. We need him to be smart. We need him to be efficient. Uh, and we need him to feel like he's got a team he can rely on. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do it all. Uh, and if he does that, I think the team will rally around him, and I think the Eagles will have as good a chance of any team in the league uh, to compete uh, 
uh, late into the season and, and, and maybe be there uh, for another Super Bowl. Malcolm Jenkins is holding out from uh, OTAs at the minute. What are your thoughts on that and how that's going to play out? Uh, first of all, for a player of, of, of his age and experience, I don't get too worried about the fact that he's holding out from OTAs. I mean, I think he does want to make a point, <laughs> and I don't blame him for making that point. Um, you know, the average career of an NFL player is so short that they have to make their money uh, when they have an opportunity to make their money. He's, a, he's been an invaluable player, particularly last year at the state of the secondary. Um, you know, without Malcolm Jenkins, it would have been game over. Um, he held that secondary together. He brought along some of those younger players who really excelled towards the uh, towards the back end of the season. Uh, and he's a critical player. Uh, he's a critical player. The Eagles need him in the defensive secondary. I'm sure that the Eagles and Malcolm Jenkins will uh, will work out an arrangement. I know he likes playing for the organization. I know he likes the city. Uh, and I know culturally uh, he's very aligned to what the organization's all about. Um, so I'm sure they'll uh, I'm sure they'll they'll they'll, they'll figure out a, a mutually beneficial situation. But I, Malcolm is uh, is 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 not afraid to make his opinions known, uh, and I think that's good. He's a leader on the team, and um, and I think he's making a point, and I think that point will be heard by the Eagles, and um, and there'll be a resolution. You over here in the UK, just like the majority of our listeners are. How do you stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Eagles? Social media uh, and Philly.com, really. And just talking to my brothers and some friends at home, we've got some WhatsApp groups set up, and there's constant banter going back and forth. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's really, it's really that simple. And, and, you know, keep the NFL network droning on in the background while I'm looking after the kids on Saturday and Sunday to make sure I don't miss anything, really. We're talking about next season. There's a British Eagles trip out to Philly on the uh, week five against the Jets. While we're out there in Philly, what are the things that you recommend that we do? First of all, it's awesome that a, a bunch of uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans from the UK are making. Was this the maiden trip to uh, to Philadelphia? There are, there are UK Eagles fans who have made individual trips. I think this is the first sort of group trip. That's well, it's, it's great, and you're going to love the city. You're going to love the the venue and the stadium and the and the atmosphere and the game and the tailgating and everything leading up to it. You definitely need to find a tailgate, get yourself invited to, and go hang out at the tailgate. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, before the game, you need to explore South Philly, uh, which is you know what what Passyunk is based on. Uh, you need to have a stroll down Passyunk Avenue. Um, lots of great food to have if you want cheesesteaks. Um, there's lots of great places in South Philly, but there's also a great place up in North, Northwest Philly, a neighborhood called Maniunk, Delessandro's. You have to try and hit up. And, of course, no trip to Philadelphia is complete, particularly if you're a foodie, if you don't make a stop at Reading Terminal Market in Center City. It's a great place uh, to go and just gorge uh, and have a great time and <clears throat> really see the range of, of food that Philadelphia has to offer. A lot of food. Those calories need burning off. Where do you recommend we walk and the, the sites that we go and see? Well, you could run up and down the steps of the art museum. Uh, that's often done. Um, you know, Philly's, Philly's I, th- I think, rated um, um, year in and year out one of the most walkable cities in the country. Um, so it's very easy to get around. The grid system makes it very easy to get around. Uh, Fairmont Park, which is the largest public uh, pu- public park in uh, of any city in America is a beautiful park. Great to put on your running shoes on and burn off the calories running through Fairmont Park. Uh, and of course, um, on game day, 
um, you know, depending on where you're staying, it's probably not going to be too far a hike to, to, to walk from Center City down to the, down to the game, uh, straight down Broad Street, um, and, uh, and earn your beers at your tailgate. I think the hotel's on Broad Street, so uh, we'll okay. definitely earn those no, yeah. beers by walking down. Yeah, you should definitely walk it. It's only it's only a couple miles. You know, at, the, at most it'll take you 45 minutes to an hour, but it's worth doing. It'll take a bit longer if we're stopping off at pubs. Yeah, on the exactly. Way. You should stop. You, you don't want to. You don't want to. Uh, you don't want to go dry. You need to. Uh, you need to remain well hydrated. Let's talk about game day. Obviously, you've mentioned the tailgates. What else should we be looking to do on game day, whether it's in the stadium or out the stadium? Well, the the, the tailgates, um, and p- particularly for guys who haven't gone before, an American football tailgate, particularly a Philadelphia Eagles tailgate, is is a sight to behold. Um, the setups that you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna see, um, you will not be prepared f- uh, for how serious people uh, take this activity. It's uh, for, the, for those people who don't go to church, it is their church. Uh, uh, and for those people who do go to church, it's part two of church. After they, uh, after they go to church on Sunday morning, they rock up and they, uh, they hang out at the Eagles tailgate. Um, in terms of, uh, well, you know, once you're in the game, the atmosphere is electric. The first time you, you get to sing Fly Eagles Fly with 70,000 other fans um, is incredible. It's October, so the odds are you're going to get a beautiful, sunny, crisp, Autumn day, uh, great day to be a spectator. Uh, it's a one o'clock game, is it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean the sun's going to be high in the sky. It'll be a great day to hang out. Um, hope you get some good weather and um, and and really, it's 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 a uh, it's it's a it's an experience for you to commune with 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 all, all these people who are as passionate, if not more passionate, about this team uh, than you guys are. And um, it'll be a really overwhelming experience. I promise you that. I'm looking around the Nick Foles bar and I've been looking around upstairs. There's not much space left on the wall. So if we're out in Philly, do you need us to bring anything back or are you okay for now? I'll tell you, if you bring anything back, we'll find space. And, and if not, as I said, we're, uh, we're opening up other locations around the city and hopefully across the country uh, over the course of the next couple of years. So anything we can't fit in the flagship facility here in Fitzrovia, we'll, uh, we'll put into storage and we'll figure out a place for it as we, as we expand. So the next time you're in London, make sure you check out Passion Avenue. Head onto the website, buy the merchandise, rep the Passion Avenue brand. So when they come to Manchester, you're way ahead of the game. JP, thank you so much for joining us. Awesome, Anthony. Thanks for the support and go birds. It's always good to get JP back on the British Eagles podcast. And if you've not been to Passion Avenue, you guys don't know what you're missing. I appreciate not everyone lives close to London. And as JP said, they are looking at UK expansion. So hopefully there's going to be a Passion Avenue coming to a city near you soon. That's going to do us for this week's edition of the British Eagles podcast. We've got more guests coming on soon, so stay tuned. And until next time, fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs>